The following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and my co-host today... Oh, that's me. Uh, Editor-in-chief at ToonamiFaithful.com, CJ Mappers, reporting for duty. And joining the panel, we have... Editorial writer, Lord GTZ. And... Another editorial writer, Laser Kid. And... Uh, the remaining um, editorial writer, Yumiko Long. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. This is going to be a bit of a different podcast. Uh, first, we're we're going to talk about the most recent five episodes of Attack on Titan, the final season. That's not actually the final season. And uh, then uh, CJ really wanted to discuss some of the more controversial things about this part of the story and the story as a whole. CJ's angry. He's angry. It's angry CJ coming out. And rightfully so. Right. But as uh, I, I will I will share this with people. I sent a message to Sketch after this most recent episode. Get me on a damn podcast. <laughs> yeah, most of this season is like I don't I don't even want to talk about it. I don't I don't want to talk about it. I was like, and I didn't pressure. I was like, okay, cool. I get you. Totally understood. And then he's like, you know what? No, it's happening. Yeah, my buttons have been pressed. And to be fair, too, there were a few people who were like, we want you to. One of them being our social media manager, Celia, who is uh, very prominent to wanting to hear. Sadly, she couldn't even join us on this episode, too, which I think uh, she would have been able to offer a lot of great insight as well from her perspective. Because mm-hmm. uh, honestly, she does a lot of research, a lot more than I even like was expecting so she deserves a raise and uh if you want to take Yo, that up you, you take that up with paul is, your <laughs> your your weekly tsunami article is banging man it is so that so was that was that was a labor of love that uh i think she kind of came up with honestly but uh yeah you can catch uh not to diverge too much from the topic of this episode but you can catch all of uh yumiko's uh, reviews on there as well you know we make sure to do a compilation of everything that we've done and her stuff has been frontline and center for us for every week except for that one time where we had to replay an episode but still like uh her work has been great and like i said I, i love the commentary that we're going to have because we have uh myself you know with my uh kind of point of view we have sketch who always brings the fire and then we have three very very well-versed attack on titan experts so i'm very very excited for that so while i am not an attack on titan expert i will do my best to kind of recap key points in these past five episodes a lot has happened too yes uh yeah a lot some 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 titanic developments one would say (laughs) (laughs) one might say one might say. So, previously our conversation ended when the battle at Marley ended, 
and they escaped on the airship and they you know went back to parody and that was a great place to leave off even though i i feel like covering eight episodes was a bit much all at once so i'm i'm glad we're kind of splitting it up this time we're, we're doing five now and we'll do the last three another time perhaps with a special guest i wonder who it could be we'll see we'll see it's it's so, not me, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not it's not gonna be CJ. <laughs> no, that's today's special guest. Over the course of these episodes, we get flashbacks to uh three years prior where some Marlian soldiers ended up in parody and they get captured, and some of them actually volunteer to help uh develop Eldia uh, helped develop parody and uh, kind of work towards you know usurping uh, things going on in Marley. So some unlikely allies, some more willing than others. <laughs> One of which is uh, not so willing, but he's he's a chef and he uh, comes to realize that you know it doesn't matter that he's in this place where these devils exist as he previously has believed all his life but he just wants to make great food and a person who was very important in kind of bringing him around is uh, of course our beloved potato girl Sasha who uh, when everybody else was kind of like I don't know about this food i mean it looks weird and then sasha's like let me try it oh this is so good and you know sasha being sasha she just wolfs the stuff down <laughs> <laughs> and then they they develop a friendship and perhaps something more i don't know it might have just been one-sided but needless to say this guy is very unhappy that sasha died on the battlefields and more about that later <laughs> but uh, among uh, among some of these, we, we have Yelena, who is a devout follower of Zeke. Uh, we've already seen her in the previous episodes, kind of helping out with the attack on Marley, tricking those two Titan warriors into uh, Hole. <laughs> and uh, she's kind of been working behind the scenes and offering information but it's it's evident that she really wants to follow through with Zeke's plans and maybe she shouldn't be so trusted. But there's another great character, that being on Yonkapom, who <laughs> is flat out asked by Sasha, Why are you black? Oh, <laughs> and that was so weird. Gives the most eloquent response imaginable, and Zeno Robinson dubbed it perfectly. It was straight out of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, like that clip's That's been getting great. all over Twitter, and I love it. Yes. Yeah, was, you know, it's, it's understandable. They, they've they been only seeing white people all this time. It's like, like, a black wait, person. This what is, is this? This is surprising. This is unusual. Yeah, but, and that's what got me whenever people were like, 
some people were up in arms about it. I'm like, uh, y'all do know that there's like no black people on parody. So of course, when they see one, they're going to ask questions. So it's fine. Yeah, yeah it's not, it these... wasn't a, oh, you suck. It was a, what? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> What's this? Uh, yeah, but he, he gives a very eloquent response. He's like, you know, kind of like you, descendants of Ymir, somebody made you because they thought it would be more interesting. You know, that's why we should have, which is a just a, 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 a total rejection of the idea that any one race is bad or that any one race is the best. So very well said, very, very well put. Kind of in conflict with some of the other ideas in this storyline, but uh, let's, let's save that for later. Uh, so we do get some more flashbacks of uh, our, our usual crew of characters, you know, Aaron and company and John, Sasha and Connie kind of uh, helping to develop the like a railroad and uh, other advancements in technology. And this is these nice moments that we get to see where we're like, oh, yeah, bummer. <laughs> Sasha's dead. And Aaron at some point is like, you guys are the most important people to me. It's like, oh, <laughs> really, Aaron? That didn't stick around much. No, uh, it did not. Oh. Mm-mm. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. This no. has been the the most uh, painful uh, heel face turn I've ever seen. Uh, face uh, heel turn, rather. Right. I yeah. stand back like a dummy. <laughs> And a lot of these flashbacks are being told by Armin, and we don't really know who he's talking to for a while, but it's eventually revealed that he's talking to the still crystallized Annie. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, oh gosh, what's what's her name? Hitch. Yeah. Hitch is like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and uh, the, the different character the, the character's looking different it totally threw me off here because i did not recognize that as hitch like oh oh okay that's hitch all right and uh coming back to present time of course aaron is in jail not that he could like he could get out if he wanted to obviously he's he's just lying low thinking about things cleaning himself up shaving his beard that sort of thing, while occasionally being interrogated by various people, notably Hanji, but Armin and Mikasa are not allowed to see him for any reason. Kind of understandable. Uh, another big development that happened in prior years was a special envoy from the country of Hizuru, that being Kiyomi Azuma Bito, I think I pronounced that right, who we saw peace out <laughs> at Marley when things were going to go bad real soon. Uh, she is from the country of Hizuru, and it turns out that all this time, Mikasa was a descendant of their like royalty. And Mikasa being Mikasa is kind of like, I don't care about any of this. This is my home. I'm not going with you, but 
the people of Hizaru are adamant that Parody can't possibly handle what's coming, but if they find a way to work together, advance their technology, and you know, trade information, then they might be able to fight back against what will eventually come to their doorstep. And also we have Gabby and Falco who are in prison for a little while until Gabby kills one of the guards and they break out. And this is a very contrived coincidence, but they end up at the, uh, the, the home of Sasha's family where a lot of orphans live and they're, you know, Gabby's not doing a real good job of hiding who she is. So She's doing it a terrible job. It takes not very long before uh, one of the girls realizes that they are most likely Eldians from Marley. And they form kind of a secret bond with this and she tries to help them out and make sure that they don't get caught until they have the opportunity to uh, meet some other Marlians. Now, at this point, a lot of people are wondering what Yelena has been up to all this time. So Commander Pixis has a conversation with her and it doesn't go super great. And in the meantime, uh, a group, well, actually it starts with the kind of the citizens being very confused and angry that Aaron is in jail when they consider him to be their hero. So this erupts when uh, one of the highest up people in the military, Premier Zachary, is assassinated by a bomb that narrowly avoids uh, hitting Armin and Mikasa. They, like, leave the room just before it goes off. And it seems that uh, certain members of the military have formed a group centering around Aaron, and they call themselves the Jaegerists. <laughs> I love how initially that's just a term that the military comes up to call them, and they're just like, sure, we'll call ourselves that, okay? Yeah, that's... Like, it's like, not even their own name, it's the name given to them. It's straightforward enough. It name. works, it works, we'll go with that. So, at this point, it's fairly evident that Aaron's not such a good guy. <laughs> he seems to be fully embracing this role of leading this rebellion, which wants the military to uh, attack much sooner than the military is willing to do. And they also want to reunite Zeke and Aaron so that they can practice the rumbling and eventually you know, be able to perfect it so they have that weapon. But the military has been keeping Zeke and Aaron separated and almost nobody knows where Zeke is being hidden. But he's being watched over by Levi and a small squadron. 
And in their conversations, we learned that 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 one time where uh, Connie's village, there was evidence that there were titans in the village, and there was really no explanation. It turns out that uh, some of Zeke's spinal fluid was used as a gaseous weapon in order to make them turn into titans and cause a bunch of destruction. It seems that uh, that spinal fluid can be used for a lot of interesting things. As we find out uh, eventually that it seems to be in many, many bottles of wine that were purposefully fed to the MPs as, um, well, we don't really know why yet, but I'm sure that will be revealed in time. But it's not good because it, it basically makes them vulnerable to the point that Zeke can just turn them into Titans whenever he's in close enough proximity, which is quite the trump card to, to have. And uh, also, I suppose, a very good negotiating point. <laughs> and it should be noted that at some point, Peak is shown to have already infiltrated parody but in this most recent episode uh we have a very interesting scene where the uh bross family has they uh yes the bross family they are invited to niccolo's uh restaurant for a free meal and <laughs> Smooth Father Bross, like, well, I, you said it would be free, so I might as well bring the whole family, right? Which, by the way, what a weird flex it is for the guy to be like, your daughter loved my food more than anyone, so I want to cook a meal for you. <laughs> Interesting flex, buddy. Interesting flex. <laughs> I think Dan was just desperate and in grief, but yeah. I mean, he, he wants an emotional attachment still to Sastra. He's like yeah. closest things like his, her family. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. So, Gabby and Falco eventually get to talking to Niccolo after they kind of sneak away to talk to him alone, and he's down in a wine cellar after taking away some fancy wine from John and Connie and being like, "Oh, you're." Eldian devils, I, I can't give you this wine. And they're like, hey, man, I thought we were all beyond this. But he's acting real squirrely. Could be reasons for that. We now know it's because of the wine. The, the wine, uh, though he can't confirm it himself, he believes it to have some of Zeke's spinal fluid in it. But that doesn't stop him from hitting it over a child and potentially causing them to drink some of the spinal fluids because Gabby and Falco try to tell him that they stowed away on the... Well, they didn't stow away. They infiltrated the uh, flying apparatus. <laughs> the Zeppelin! Yeah, Zeppelin. The, they infiltrated the Zeppelin, and he asked them... 
And you can just hear it in his voice. Did you kill anyone? And then Gobby is just too too damn She's, eager. Yo, she is so eager to tell him. Yes, I killed one of them. I killed a woman. And I killed a few others. And he's like, oh. <laughs> you killed Sasha. Now you're gonna pay. I swear, she's like the mirror image of Aaron in season one. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the whole point. Oh, I'm sure yeah. it is. I'm sure it yeah. is. It's just... It's funny to watch um, her basically go through Aaron's story. Just from the yeah. other side. And then bless Falco's heart. He's just like, you know, while she's bragging, he's looking at her like he connected the dots. And he was, he was basically trying to tell her, ooh, like, shut yeah. up, shut up, yeah, shut, shut up. up. Stop, 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 stop. Nope, nope, she's not listening. It's time to stop. <laughs> it's time to stop. Yeah, God, I feel so bad for Falco. Just like... The entire time he's with Gabby, because, like, Gabby's just making his life, like, a hundred times worse. Yeah. He's like, hey, we'll do this to make it better. Nope, I'm going to make it worse, but but we need to make it better. Nope, 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 we're going to make it worse again. Dang it, Gabby! Why do I got to do these chores? (laughs) He's such a sweet boy, bless his heart. Oh, I, um, I love him. I, I'm I'm sad because I have a bad feeling about his fate, but I I like the guy. Well, if he turns into a regular Titan, then he could potentially eat a, uh, you know, yeah, a, I guess a so. Titan warrior. You just gotta find a snack. Yeah, there you go. I mean, maybe it'll be Reiner. Hey, I mean, he's a warrior candidate, so you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and and Reiner wants to die. So it's <laughs> you really want that. It's uh, it's it's it seems fairly mutual in that regard. So now that he knows that it's Gabby who killed Sasha, he drags her out in front of the whole family, knife in hand, holding it up to Falco, and is like, "This is the girl who killed Sasha, sir. You may kill her if you want. If you can't do it, I'll do it for you." It's like, dude. Dude, when does the cycle of violence end? I love that the dad actually basically makes that exact point. Yes, he absolutely mm-hmm. does. Uh, kind of relating it to his his whole way of life. That he, he taught Sasha how to fight and how to hunt. And that you know, she had to survive in the forest. And he came to realize that... There were enemies knocking on their door, and she would have to go enter civilization and help fight for them. But she just went off to an even bigger forest full of more dangers where it was kill or be killed. And she was a soldier, and she died in the line of duty. And that's just the way it is. What a mature take for a character in this show, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> I love this show. Don't take that the wrong way, but everyone in this show is, I'm in a war, and a war is serious, but you killed my friend! It's like, okay, calm down, calm down. It's a war. We can stop all being stupid, can we? No? No? All right. Yeah, it's like, finally, a voice of reason. Yes, that is essentially how yeah. I'm feeling about this character. And that's not to say I don't like these other characters, because, again, they're all amazing. It's just... Nice to see the voice of reason. Yes. So 
Mikasa saves Gabby from being attacked by her friend, <laughs> uh, who is, of course, enraged to find out that Gabby was the one who killed Sasha. She's like, I thought you were my friend. I can't believe you killed my big sister. I loved you so much. So, you know, obviously, the adults are taking this way more maturely. Well, uh, that at least makes sense. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and and what Mr. Bross says about these these are things that the adults should be taking care of, not not children. Well said. Very well said. Another good message. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we found the good messages in this season so far. Well, it's good to have something. Yeah, they're very few and far between. But... Yeah, think <laughs> we found it. Yeah. It's like finding the One Piece. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. So the, I had to. Kind of in the middle of this, the Jaegerists show up at the restaurant and hold everyone at gunpoint. And Flock demands that they tell him Zeke's location. And kind of tips his hand that he knew about the wine and gives the meme face. I do not like this guy. I do not like him at all. <laughs> no. How did this guy go from thinking that Aaron is too obsessed with protecting himself and his friends to thinking that Aaron is the coolest guy? <laughs> eh, whatever. Yeah, he got on my nerves in season three. And then, yeah. so that's what, like... you know, it's just so funny that you know, this whole turnaround he did was weird. <laughs> you know, he did get on my nerves, but he made really good points in season three. Yeah, he it did. feels like we're missing really a season. Did. And we've had some episodes to show what happened in between, but I feel like we should have lived those instead of jumping to this, because there's so much that's changed. And how was that handled in the manga, V-Lord? It's basically this. So I mean, they, they, they don't really the... flesh it out, huh? This place in the flashbacks, like where they had it. Okay. I don't think they've cut anything out that's like super significant. Um, I, and I, I, I mean, they did. I mean, I think the whole point of Flock's character is that like he wants to be on the when side that it. he thinks will like want to win. Mm -hmm. And if that ends up being Aaron, he'll just turn code right away. Yeah, I guess so. Speaking of Aaron, uh, during all this Falderall, he meets quietly with Mikasa, Armin, and Gabby in another part of the restaurant. And it's all like, oh, this just... is a good idea. Meet Aaron with Gabby. This could not, nothing could possibly go wrong here. <laughs> nothing at all could possibly go wrong. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, I just want to talk. Hands up, hands up, everybody, hands up. Look, I got a, I got a little cut. So you know what that means. Everybody be cool. Or Titan's coming out. Uh, Aaron. Aaron, what happened to the guy who actually wanted to do the right thing? What happened to you? Jeez, I don't... I don't know. It's uh, it's complicated. Also, Levi's kind of chilling out in the forest being like, this is all really stupid. <laughs> the voice of the audience right there. He is the voice of the audience, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, as much as Aaron is in the wrong here, I do find, like, Aaron's kind of just divergence into madness really fascinating. Just because, like, 
in the earlier seasons, you can just like brush it off. It's like, okay, Aaron's angry. He just wants revenge. But that revenge has really consumed him to the point that like he's reached a point where he thinks what he's doing is right, but is very much just becoming straight up genocide. Yeah, no, I, it is very fascinating to watch. I definitely agree with you there. He's he's. It's not that I'm not in. Well, I'm I'm not enjoying it, but I'm I, I'm fascinated by what he's doing. But it's just making me sad. Yeah, but I think that's the point. So oh, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure it is. It from that. I'm sure it is, and for, <laughs> on that angle, it's succeeding by a league. But it's just like ah, Aaron. Oh, bad. He had me going for a while way early. I wasn't here to talk about the earlier episodes, but he had me going. He was like, yeah, we're all just people. I understand why you did what you did. I'm like, oh, my God, Aaron has grown as a friend. Oh, no, he hasn't. Fuck. I love that scene. <laughs> He's just like psych and then just starts to Like, uh, I've grown as a person. Except I haven't. <laughs> I, I regressed. <laughs> yeah, definitely feels that way. Bundle uh, of rage. Shout out to Billy Kometz for the excellent performance as Niccolo. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Great great to hear him in a Funimation dub. He was also in Power Force recently as a character who did not last nearly long enough. Last. <laughs> <laughs> he should have quit while he was ahead. But, yeah, you, the, uh, the delivery of those really hard moments. Just mm, excellent. A plus. Uh, anybody else have additional thoughts? There's there's a lot to unpack here. I mean, I mentioned this on our last episode about Titan, I think, but I think what really kind of attracts me to this season compared to other ones is despite all problems that we'll probably get into later with CJ, um, but beyond that, the actual themes of warfare here I actually find pretty interesting. Like, yeah... There are other war story anime out there, but I really do feel that there is kind of an interesting message about the cycle of warfare and how it affects and warps people's minds to really be forced into conflict. And then in turn, create people like Aaron that are becoming like greater evils in a way. Mm. And I think Mm. while I do enjoy like a good titan fight i feel the story's gradual shift to it being human versus human combat or like it being very much much more clear that like you're just fighting other human beings has made it a lot more interesting i definitely agree with that like this season and last season are probably my two favorites i didn't like season one was okay season two i did not like season three was amazing and i'm really enjoying the storytelling here it's really fascinating Mm -hmm. Uh, but like as much as that's annoying me and i'm uh, um i'm loving the 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 storytelling on the cycles i mean we got that all over with gobby gobby's been the character i've been watching the most to be honest because she is She's still terrible, and I'm not my. She's not my favorite person. But watching her experience all of the same cycles that Aaron did, but in a much faster cycle, has been really interesting. She's like, ah, oh, screw these got these Eldian devils. Ah, da, 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 da. Oh, I killed a guy. Ha ha ha. Oh, this is having effect. Oh well, you know what? It's your fault. And then the other girl's just like, well, why is it our fault? Well, um, 
uh, you guys did bad things thousands of years ago. Yeah, but why is that our fault? We weren't alive back then. Well, you just invaded us. Yeah, but that was after you you guys screwed us up. So how was that our fault either? Uh, or uh, and I'm loving that she's being challenged like that. That was like one of my. <laughs> Gabby cannot compute. Gabby cannot compute. Does not rage. Does not work here. What is going on? Ah! It's such a great parallel mm. to Young Aaron because, like, if like let's say hypothetically, Attack and Titan was from the perspective of the Marlians, we'd be probably rooting for Gabi. Oh, but because oh, we're on the other side, like we're very much built up to kind of hate her right away. Like they don't try to make that any sort of hidden thing. Like I think everyone hates Gabi initially, but oh, yeah. the further you go into her character, the more interesting it becomes. And I am curious to see how people react to like the payoff of her story arc. Right now I like her more than I like Aaron. So that should tell you something. <laughs> A good sign. Well, I mean, she's actually, okay, she's, it's slow, but she's maturing. Aaron is degrading. Hmm. Yes, yeah. this is true. I I just think the whole journey for uh, Gabi on, uh, oh, in parody has been so interesting, you know, to, you know, have her end up with the family of the soldier that she killed and, eventually confront the guy who fell in love with her like oof. oh <laughs> so, yeah that's um it's it's like oh this is rough and oh this is getting rougher <laughs> it ain't getting any better yeah. like the first time she has a meal with the bras family i'm like oh this is gut-wrenching <laughs> yeah um like losing and it was hard. Like, losing her really hit, but it didn't hit me as much as I thought it would when it first hit. I'm just like, okay, she died. It's Attack on Titan. People die. But then this payoff hurts way more. Hurts way, way, way more. This They just keep digging the knife deeper. Yes. <laughs> with the flashbacks and with everything that Gabby and Falco end up being put through, it's like, ugh. Can we can we stop, please? It's, I gosh, I hope this is the end. <laughs> I really hope that this is the end of this poking the knife deeper. It should be. I I feel this is a fitting I, conclusion. Yeah, I, I don't feel like there's any more you could do there. Like, what else are you gonna do? Have her show up as a ghost and haunt her? Uh, I don't think that's a tech <laughs> style. Abby, bring me you the best <laughs> <laughs> okay, that would be a great like Attack on Titan Junior High sequel moment or something. But yeah. Oh, so fun fact oh, about Sasha dying though is that initially Isayama wanted to kill Sasha during the material for like season two. So possibly when she went back home to go save her family. Yes. But like at when... the last minute, he decided to change it, and that's why like for a good stretch of like season three, like Sasha doesn't really do anything. Because he didn't have any plans for her. So it kind of makes sense why he killed her off. Because it's just like, oh, this character I'm not going to use anymore. Into the dumpster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of lousy, Still... though. Yeah, she's a great yeah. character. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this sudden reveal that Mikasa is related to royalty. <laughs> kind of feels a bit like a rehash with uh, Historia. But... At the same time, you know, there's always been this question of 
where Mikasa's family came from. And with so, a name like that, it kind of was go- already going, huh, Jap- Japanese something, right? Yeah. The one Asian character in the show. I yeah. wonder if they're special. I wonder. Yeah, it might be. It's possible. Could be. Mm-hmm. It just might be. Yeah. I mean, while I find learning about her heritage uh, interesting in a way, like, I don't feel it really goes anywhere. Like, they mention and just kind of drop it, like, as yeah. the negotiations go on. Yeah, it doesn't, I mean, it's like, oh, yeah, she came from, you know, this royal line of royalty or whatever, and then that's it. It's like they didn't, there was really, they didn't go anywhere with it. It was just like, oh, okay, was was that just a fun fact? Okay. Well, I think we all feel about it the same way she does. People were all like, you need to come with us. She's like, no. Okay. <laughs> I think that's actually kind of smart, because it's like, if they made a bigger deal out of it and she was just like, no, feel weird. But it, as if they're, they're trying to make a big deal of it and she rejects it, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel like it might be like the fact that, like, yeah, Mikasa doesn't feel like her cultural identity defines who she is. Because, mm-hmm. like, she's lived her entire life on parody. Like, she has no uh, connection to the people of, like, Hizuru. So, like, why would she go with them? I mean, this continues the the a lot of the uh, theming going on about you know race and identity going on here because we have a clash of ultimately identity because they're the people fighting are all Eldians, but they're the good ones and the bad ones depending on which side you're rooting for. Yeah, no, that's exactly. a whole can of uh. Yeah, yeah, I know. Ones and the bad We're... ones of uh, of all the volunteers, uh, I gotta say. So far, only on Yakapone, he did nothing wrong. He did not. He did not. We need more on Yakapone. Why does he really have do. more screen time? He is amazing yeah. to watch every time. I actually really like him. Yeah, we need more. <laughs> Plus, I just would want to hear more. So what? When Hage looks over to him, he's like, I swear I had nothing to do with this. Oh, yeah, he was quick to say that. <laughs> oh, 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 I see how it is. It's like, nope, not touching this. Nope, 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 nope. But I, I do like it, though, because we, we're, we're ultimately looking at the, the, the battle is all on the head. They're all the same people, but the battle's upstairs. Because mm-hmm. Mikasa's not blooded Eldian, but she feels like one, so she is. I think she might be mixed blood, though. I think she is. I think you're right. But regardless, it's for uh, her. Yeah, it's I believe her, her, her I believe father. Her. Yeah. Yeah, and that would make sense because they mentioned only yeah, one prince was left behind. So, bloodline wise, it, she couldn't be full blooded because that no, wouldn't. She's not. That wouldn't work. Yeah. Well, they weren't even sure if she could become a titan. So there's all there's also that. Yeah. yeah. Good point. I think we've mined this material well enough, and uh, I'm gonna hand it over to my cohort CJ. For the real shit. Fun part. <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's get that hot tea ready, everybody. Uh, yeah. Give me one second. I'm taking a sip of water for this one. <laughs> oh, oh, getting ready to make us catch Only us. water, not tea. 
I think I can preemptively say I'm probably going to actually agree with almost everything CJ says, despite the fact I've liked most of this. I mean, yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. I've too, talked to CJ too. about this. Oh, yeah, I think everyone here has, actually. Yeah, I think, I think so. Oh, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Um, so I think for at least listeners who aren't in on this kind of in discussion that's going on, I am just blown away at how much I am disgusted and really dislike season four of Attack on Titan. You guys have mentioned some really cool stuff, some stuff that I do think merits some like, oh, that's interesting, stuff like that. But a lot of the things that I have issues with supersede almost all of it to the point where I really can't wait for this show to get off the air. I, and it's getting a rerun. Yeah. I really, really don't like how this season has played out. And it's funny because it's been not necessarily rumor even. People have talked about it before. I try to avoid spoilers, so I was really kind of avoiding it myself. Um, and, you know, Attack on Titan has been something that... It's been a phenomenon. It's been a cultural phenomenon since the anime debuted in 2013, you know. And it it got to a point to where I'm watching this, and I'm, like, swearing at the television. I'm putting my arms up in the air. I am screaming, and it's just like... What happened? What really happened? Because at first, when we watch Attack on Titan, what made it so popular was that it's a new type of way to tell a zombie apocalypse story back when that was really kind of the big thing. And I guess, and as much as you guys have talked about how like the concept of war and this has been compelling, you know, seeing all the different types of subplots that come from that, I kind of wish that it stuck with its roots and just stick with the whole zombie apocalypse story because what it it feels like it is devolved into is like really disgusting type of like i don't want to say ideology i don't want to say beliefs or anything along those lines because obviously i don't know i am not friends with the author i couldn't tell you if they do or do not share these types of things but it just feels like a way to glorify what has happened to the Jewish community in World War II. And you can take it in two ways, right? That's not to say, oh, people who, or, you know, whether it be projects that depict these types of things are all inherently bad. One of my favorite films that I like, I, I couldn't believe how amazing it was uh, dealing with the Holocaust was a film called The Pianist beautiful film if you would like to learn more about the holocaust and things like that i cannot recommend that movie enough it is absolutely beautiful i am like almost blubbering like a baby just thinking about how much that movie uh touched me and as an example yes that film shows very very um shall we say emotional moments involving jewish people in nazi germany at the time but that doesn't make it like, oh, that's, you know, proliferating the Nazi agenda, right? No, it's just depicting a compelling story that tugs at the emotions, especially for someone like myself, who is Jewish. I can't say the same type of reaction I'm getting from watching Attack on Titan. It feels too ambiguous to me. And so, and I'm trying to be careful with my words here. It isn't to say that it's like a straw man argument I've heard before some people say, oh, no, Attack on Titan is showing 
how bad, you know, like fascism. It's showing how bad, you know, Nazi Germany was. Are we actually sure about that? Because the people who Gabby's fighting for, and yet we have a panelist here that like her more than Aaron. So you get what I'm saying? Where it's like, oh, this is feeling a bit weird where it's like, that's not necessarily condemning it in a way that makes it as obvious as I think it should be with these types of things, you know? And if you'd like examples, and I'm more telling our listeners, not, not everyone here, everyone here knows the examples that I've mentioned multiple times. The armbands, something that uh, Jewish people in Nazi Germany had to wear to identify themselves and, you know, make themselves easy targets for them to be slaughtered. Uh, we can also look at the type of vernacular that you hear from Marley and, uh, you know, Gabi and, you know, the Eldians that are from there. Devils. That has been something that has been thrown at the Jewish community, even to now, <laughs> uh, with a lot of uh, anti-Semitism that has been on the rise, which has been very disheartening. Um, so that, you know, you have that vernacular. You have, as was mentioned in the most recent episode, the gas attack from Connie that really pulled on the uh, similarities of what uh, Nazi Germany did with gas chambers, <laughs> which I was very incensed. And I, I, I want to know the reason of why these types of things were added in, right? Because you can add how Marley is a terrible, terrible, you know, place due to their ideology and how they treat other people. But do you need certain type of these stereotypes to kind of, I don't know, be around? Was that really necessary? I don't know. And it isn't necessarily about the anti-Semitism uh, either, right? Dot Pixis is based off of a Japanese war criminal. And I'm putting it that way due to what has happened to other Asian countries such as South Korea and China through this criminal. I wonder about the subtext. I really, really do. And I've been doing research, you know, reading stuff uh, about, you know, the problems that come up when digesting this latest, I guess, story point like for me like attack on titan separates in two different things right before the basement after the basement and after the basement it really evolved into something that i am just not comfortable with whatsoever only because of just i look at how elements are used that i don't think were actually necessary and that is how i look did i have for and for example what happened to connie's village you could have easily done that in a way that was different you could have had them eating food with the spinal fluid instead right why did it have to specifically be gas and why did the soldiers have to look a bit similar to what uh i have seen uh from you know history books when it comes to uh the holocaust uh i look at the armband thing which was just the biggest tell of like hmm where have I heard this before? Hmm. Very interesting. And it can be used, and this is the same example I can use for any type of marginalized group when it comes to when it's being depicted in something. Um, I look at uh, whether there's like racism in something. Why was it being put in? Is it something to kind of show why this is bad? Or is it something that's going to actually galvanize alt-right type of personalities to say, this is a good thing? 
And when you have people like that saying that, then you kind of figure, oh, it's not doing a commentary on it. It's pretty much agreeing with it. Am I saying Attack on Titan is getting that type of reaction? I can say probably not, actually. But because of how ambiguous it has felt, I have felt dreadfully uncomfortable watching this. It has been... It, it feels... The, the, I'm going to almost regret using this word. It feels very perverted uh, for me in my position for it. And it just... It just feels so disgusting. Because I, I, I just... And I, I've talked with V-Lord about it too. It's not necessarily to say that the author is an anti-Semite. He might... He, actually, I don't know the gender, so I'll say they. I apologize on that. It's they. A he. It is a he? Okay. I, yeah. I, don't like to, I don't like to misgender only because I feel like I did that for Demon Slayer once and I felt awful because they go by they and them pronouns. So I try to be very careful, especially when I don't know. Uh, the, I made that same mistake. No real terror. <laughs> no, no, all no, over a podcast. Yeah, no, no. So I, I try to, I try to be careful with that. I'm, and I'm not trying to say that this individual is that, but he certainly is coming across as either ill-informed, misinformed, or dare I say, ignorant about it. And that's just, I, we're in a point in time where I don't think that's acceptable, especially for an author. Uh, a good example of why I think that isn't acceptable for an author. Look at the stories of Dr. Stone and Food Wars. Those authors didn't just give us bullshit things to just be like, to, you know, be like, oh, okay, of course they're right. You know, it's in the book. No, these authors did their research. They looked up scientific, or scientific stuff in Dr. Stone. They looked up food recipes and food wars to make things believable. You can make most, if not all, the dishes in food wars. And while I don't suggest trying to do the things Senko has been doing in Dr. Stone, you can. <laughs> you can. And so the onus I put on the author for being ill-informed, if that is the case. And let me tell you, I hope to God that is the case. Because if not, this person chose a very, very disgusting thing. It's a no-win situation for him. And I'm very thankful that now Attack on Titan, both the manga and this anime, will be over. Because you do not want to be on either side of it because it looks bad. It just looks bad. I have Jewish friends who will not look at Attack on Titan. I have Jewish friends who aren't bothered by it. That's fine. Like, there's, I'm not representative of every single Jewish person on this planet. Because if I was, a lot less people would be having second chances. I'll be telling you that. I am not a big second chance uh, person when it comes to uh, discussing things involving prejudice. I'm, I'm just not. I was raised, I was raised to be, you know, fairly lenient. You know, people make mistakes. My personal code, that's not a mistake. That's a choice. And it's not one I want any part of personally. So it, and I'm, I'm trying to be as, you know, reserved as I can on this because I don't think it, a good podcast is just me shouting at the rooftops of it. I'm simply explaining why I haven't enjoyed it. I say why these examples feel perverted to me, feels gross. And all in all, it just, it feels unnecessary. It really does. Did we need like the armbands? Did we need the vernacular of calling them island devils? Did we need these gas callbacks to what I can only assume is something to the uh, gas chambers, right? And you could say the same thing of why was Dot Pixis, <laughs> why was he uh, based off of an actual war criminal? And I know there will be some people say no, he wasn't, but I know there are some people who will say that yes, he is. And it's kind of one of those things where it's like, 
you molded someone off of someone who is controversial to begin with and not just like controversial oh this person was just an idiot you know this person killed like mm -mm -mm. no no that doesn't feel good and so like i say it isn't just necessarily about my kind of perspective being jewish it's my perspective with that alongside with oh you know there's actually other things too because I just I, I I don't think it's fair to just be like oh you know the Jewish 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 no 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 there's more to it than just that just like it wasn't just Jewish people who were slaughtered in World War Two it, it trust me I would like to ask people how comfortable would you feel being you know a different color than white walking in Germany during World War Two wasn't pretty can easily tell you that it wasn't pretty so it, it's it's kind of this collective thing of like I, I already feel like there's a bit of it that's in anime or not in anime culture um i have to deal with it a lot with jojo's bizarre adventure uh battle tendency you know like uh stroheim and stuff like that as an example and i already feel a lot of you know I, let's just say this i i definitely get anti-semitic vibes from certain communities and it comes like that and so I, I always know that there's part of that that's just there, you know, and it's just it, I'm just kind of like, ugh, I just have to find a way to not really think about it as much because it certainly feels uncomfortable and I don't like it, yada, yada, you know, it's it's whatever. But I worry how this season in particular can kind of, I don't know, create a way for people who might actually believe, you know, that Jewish people are devils and that... uh you know, the Holocaust either didn't exist or it was a good thing, it might give them that, oh, hey, this is, you know, what I want to watch kind of thing. And they're watching it because of that and not because of the commentary that it could bring, right? And I worry about that. I worry about that a ton. And I think this season just kind of exemplified it a lot. And I think that stuff was kind of hinted of always there when you look at um, the socioeconomic uh, kind of situation that comes with, you know, parodies. But it's just, man, it's just the, the stark comparisons that I've seen from season four. And it just, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like I had to really pull, grasp at straws to really come to this conclusion of how I felt. Or I didn't, I, it's not as if I was making uh, a mountain out of a molehill. This this feels like a mountain, you know, as, and as one of the most, I want to say, entertaining and articulate commentators i hear on tv have said have, have said before if it walks like a duck talks like a duck it ain't a damn mongoose so i just i call into question about these types of things you know and and sadly it's just completely soured my taste on the entire thing like like i said season one i really liked uh, I like the twist and turns, and it was it felt different from what a typical zombie apocalypse story was. Season two, I was just like, meh. Season three was great. I love the rebellion arc. I, I absolutely love it with Kenny. Like, I thought he was a great antagonist. Uh, he was actually someone who could give Levi a run for his money. I really liked it. I liked uh, finding out more about, you know, obviously Krista and her family being the royals. Just how depraved they really are. And even finding more about Aaron's father, Grisha, too. You know, I, I really... I always enjoy a really good mystery and learning uh, what kind of goes around. But this has been very 
disappointing for for me kind of seeing it it's just like i said it's just it's just it feels gross it just feels super gross and before anyone you know who's listening kind of gets on my case about this no if you are enjoying it that does not make you a bad person please don't think that that's not that's not fair on my part right i think that's a false equivalence I think people are allowed to like problematic things if they realize that it's problematic. Like if you're just staunchly defending it and thinking, no, it's just good, it's good, it's good, then I take some issue with that because you have to realize that as someone like myself, as someone who's Jewish, I feel super uncomfortable. Like to me, you saying that there's nothing wrong with it is almost like saying there's nothing wrong with what happened to my family, you know? And I'm very thankful to this day that they were able to escape into Canada. I don't think they were in like, ground zero for it i just think they were super lucky too which is you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be upset about that but i i i take i take issue when it comes to everything's perfect with attack on titan it's just you're just making a big deal of it. it's like not, not really because i'll be i'll be frank i'm not the brightest tool in the shed if i can see these types of things there are smarter ass people than me who can figure it out too so i'm oh it, yeah there's you know. lots of people that have criticized these mm-hmm. things in Attack on Titan, and rightfully so. And I wish that they weren't part of the story. It definitely diminishes the quality overall. And they're not even necessary for the story to be told, because all of the positive things we've all talked about earlier had nothing to do with those things. Not yeah, really, They no. did not need to be there at all. Yeah, it's really frustrating, is. too, because like, there, there is a harder stance on certain things later in the series, but even that really cemented to me that none of the allegories like to the Holocaust, to the struggles of the Jews, needed to be there in the first place. Like, because at the end of the day, Attack on Titan, like, its core message is pretty anti-war. Yes. Like, that, that is the core message. Mm-hmm. But you don't need any of that other stuff to have that message. It feels like it's a lazy attempt to to just get get the 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 points in without having to spend the time pointing the points in, and it, because of that, it comes off lopsided. And CJ's reaction is entirely understandable because yeah, it is a very thoughtless. Hey, let's throw this in and throw this in and throw this in and see what works. Yeah, but only the surface. No, no depth. No, and as CJ said no condemnation really and that's probably the nastiest part about it i mean I, there, there there's mm. like a subtext of condemnation but they're also at the same time they're doing this they're also doing the which is good storytelling but because of the um of what's going on the the the, the equivalency between the sides makes it harder to see the, the condemnation yeah there's yeah. there's no condemnation there's no commentary it's it's just allegory and, yeah and a very and sloppy one and i do want to quickly talk about dot pixis and cj brought it up and yeah that's another thing in attack and titan that really irks me because and i only bring that up just uh, to be to be fair in a sense of it's not all about me or yeah Jewish no people. and that, that's that i didn't even know that I, yeah. nor did I, so it, it makes me sad because i yeah. generally like so that I, I do want to quickly i do want to quickly note about that yeah dot is based off general yoshifuru akiyama and the one part of that that makes it very shaky for is like isayama definitely seems to have respected akiyama in the past 
Like he's posted about it on like a blog back like 11 years ago. And maybe his opinions on that's changed. And I think even in Japan, Yoshifer is still considered a war hero despite all the terrible things he's done. So maybe it's lack of education or anything above, but it also doesn't excuse it for being in the series either. And it definitely is another stain that it really shouldn't be there. Like I, I, I put it in examples like you don't see me making a story and modeling like a heroic character after Donald Trump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not to not to get like super political on this either, but to me I kind of and I I put it in the sense of like I'm not gonna pick characters who are good to look like people who aren't. I think that's that sends a mixed message, so to say. And that's and, again, that's just me. And part of me does kind of get frustrated that Kodansha and Isayama's editors let him put this stuff in and part of me isn't surprised because Kodansha compared to a lot of manga publishers in Japan is pretty hands off, which is why a lot of mangaka go to them in the first place. But I feel this is kind of crossing the line a bit too hard, especially for a manga that is in a shonen magazine skewed older mind you but still a shonen magazine and it feels just kind of icky that you're putting all this stuff in there that's and a really it... good point because this is targeting younger readers yeah and yeah you aren't saying a hard stance of anti-semitic things but like you're making it ambiguous enough that say someone that already has those views they could read it as that like cj said and that's the dangerous thing there's already so many anti- legitimately anti-Semitic people in the anime and manga community. That's undeniable. And and, and to be fair, know, to be fair, I'm not casting like, oh, I'm validated. I'm not casting that solely as like either in the U.S. or Japan. I'm just saying globally. I want well, yeah, I want I, I want to make that super clear because I'm not a casting it or you know saying that's only a problem with anime fans in the US or anime fans in Japan or any I'm saying globally with that. I want to but I, I and I appreciate I just want to make sure I'm abundantly clear on that. I feel that everywhere. It's not one place or another. I think it's everywhere. For God's sakes, one of my favorite animes, their director was anti-Semitic and it crushed me. So it's mm-hmm. like I said, it's everywhere. So yeah, I mean recently we saw the creator redo of Healers anti-Semitic. Yeah. So yeah. And it's There's funny. It's uh, funny that you bring that title up too, because like Laser was saying about the laziness of it, you can kind of put, you kind of see a common theme with problematic people who have, let's say, an audience, of doing these types of lazy writing. The main hero of that was written lazily. They just said, "All right, we'll make this person take every single abuse possible, so no one could possibly hate him for wanting revenge." It's like, no. That's not good writing whatsoever. That's literally just saying, oh, we're going to try to make everything living hell so you have to root for him. It's like, no, I don't root for anyone because it's just, what does this do, right? So it's one of those types of things where I think Attack on Titan was above that type of writing. And I mean so in the lazy part of it, you know? Cause yeah, it just, I agree with you. It, it needs to, like, to make a character sympathetic, you know, with, like, Redo the Hero... Give me a reason to root for them, right? You you never establish that. All you establish is like, man, this guy had a real shitty start. Oh, 
now he's just doing it different like that doesn't make him sympathetic to me that just makes him an ass it's just like why would i want this person to have what he wants considering that he's just going to do the same thing right that's how i that's at least how i interpret and why i really found what i've recently found with that like really bad it was just it, it was it was lazy stuff and it's just kind of looking as like you really didn't try you really just wanted to make this about revenge sex which is like ugh, oh that's so gross very and just like no no need kind of thing and like i say yeah. it's the same thing of how i felt with these types of similarities and attack on titan just unnecessary just really unnecessary and you know i try to do the best i can to kind of put that on the back burner only in a sense that i don't like thwart our uh, social media manager you know cecilia rose doing her tweets for attack on titan uh, I even cre gave her a lot of credit for her peekaboo one, even though I hate puns. I still blame Sketch for his influence on her for that, and I'm going to have to have a talk with him about this later. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes you spread the Sketch too much. Uh, apparently. I'm infecting, me. I'm infecting the... Uh, I'm, I'm infecting the staff. Pretty much, but you know, I, I don't... I mean, I was already infected, I just got I'm worse. a staff infection. <laughs> I, uh... Oh, no. I, oh my God. I, you know, as, as editor, <laughs> as editor in chief, as, you know, at a publication, you know, an, an opinionated publication as well. Like I say, I don't try to let my judgment on Attack on Titan, you know, cloud what might be a good tweet or what, you know, like Yumiko's been doing with her articles. I try my very hardest to not only insert myself into those types of things, but to allow her to be able to speak her mind when it comes to it, because I know for a fact the type of similarities you can see with the conversation between Kaya and Gabby about why do you hate us? That was my ancestors. What's going on? Like you can do that with literally everything. That's like me having a conversation with someone whose family might have had a Nazi member, right? You could, you could be like, it's so relatable, you know, and I want her to be able to express those types of thoughts and feelings that she might have, despite the fact that I may have a uh, difficult time really finding any kind of enjoyment from the series. So I've been doing what I can to be as central on this as I can be for it, because that's what's important for a person in my position. I can't, yeah. I can't afford to tell Yumiko how she should feel on these things. She's a grown ass woman raising a kid she should be telling me how i should feel honestly she's more adult than i'll ever be <laughs> you know and it's like the same thing with like how we tweet and it's something what i really look for when it comes to people who work at toonami faithful oh i don't like this well that's fine you don't have to like it in fact i would prefer if you were more indifferent about it to allow you to kind of look at things more clearly and to be fair you know to like v lord and laser they like the things they write about but yet they don't put anything that they might that might trouble them aside either you know it's a give and take with it you know and i greatly appreciate it i, I mean i remember a conversation with sakaki where he's like wait you want me to do an article trashing jojo it's like well you're not really trashing it you're just explaining why it didn't work for you and yes i think that's great as much as i love fire force you damn well know i'm going to write about how tamaki as a character is absolutely ridiculous and you don't need that you know what I mean? Like I still love how my tweet going, "Oh God, Tomaki, why?" made people look excited. You know why I made them excited, but it's just it's <laughs> it's one of those things where I look for that. I look for people who can see the issues 
and either talk about it or not allow that, uh, you know, uh, kind of convert people to one side or the other. I'd rather people make their own um, kind of assumptions when it comes to like writing an article as compared to just someone saying, you know, anti-Semitic things where I'm just like, no, you can fuck off pretty much. Um, it's just, it's one of those things where I've been doing what I can to make sure that I don't let my kind of opinion on it bleed out with the rest of them. And it feels as if it hasn't, which I'm very thankful for, you know, uh, as you heard on the earlier part of this podcast, there are some good stuff. Like I was saying before, you know, while I may not really care about any of the characters anymore, uh, I do find Levi's type of struggle of him wanting to protect Aaron or not protecting Aaron fascinating. I think that's really developing. I, I find that more compelling than anything else. I feel so bad for Historia having to just pretty much be a baby factory, which is just, oh, that's so unfair. And it's really also gross as well, personally. Um, yeah. So it's... Yeah, it it's just, especially considering how we see her grow from season three into a much more capable, not only soldier, but just person. And then all of a sudden just squandered away like that. So again, I look at the author and I look at a lot of his choices and say, what happened? Because something changed. As I say, I divide this series into two parts. Post-base, or, po you know, before basement, pre-basement, post-basement. And once we hit post-basement, things went to shit real fast. And I don't understand why. As V-Lord said, I really do wish his editors kind of had a little more control onto this because it's, it's just like one misstep after the other. Like, I don't feel like Mikasa has been utilized at all or Armin at all. I feel like Aaron is like schizophrenic now. I don't even believe this is really Aaron with how he's kind of morphed into what he is because it seems so... Literally from a kid who wants revenge to some megalomaniac who's trying to take over the world. It just, it doesn't feel like it's natural whatsoever. Uh, I, I, like, what, what happened with Historia? What happened, like, I, I just, I don't get it. I really don't. And just the comparisons to other types of themes and stuff is just kind of like... <sighs> and as I'm sure many of my guests, many of the guests and co-hosts with Sketch would, could tell you, anti-semitism is not something that has just gone away it's it almost feels like it's made a swing back which has just been rough as well so it's one of those types of things where where i just am like yeah attack on titan thanks for nothing i feel great wonderful thank you so much uh, and that's more i'm not saying what i'm saying is like critically thinking on it because it really isn't i'm doing more of a pathos more emotional type of reaction to it if I was going to write something about it, I would probably be a little more down the middle with it. Only because, again, I like to be fair. I'm very biased on this, but I'd like to be fair. Even if something doesn't deserve it. I, it's just how I'm wired and things like that. So It's just it's super frustrating. And for anyone who's curious why CJ doesn't tweet really much about Attack on Titan or really do anything about it, you know why? I feel it's very ambiguous I'll, I'll even say that i'll even be that to be fair it's ambiguous on its anti-semitic themes and i don't like that and i think people who kind of dismiss it or say no is trying to show how bad that stuff is is giving me a false equivalent type of uh, argument a straw man argument any type of metaphor kind of argument you want to give because i don't think they're really looking into it and you know i know some people who can't really look at something 
with faults and kind of accept that there's faults with it. They, I think we're so driven by this kind of thing where everything has to be good and pure. And it's like, but does that make for a compelling story? No, not really. I mean, maybe you could. I'm just saying that I can appreciate people who are like, no, there's some issues with this. Yeah, I like it, but there's some real big issues with it. You know, like I said, that doesn't make you a bad person. I really like this is coming from someone who's Jewish. If you like Attack on Titan, I don't think you're a bad person. Now, if you like Attack on Titan because of these types of things, then yeah, you're a pretty shitty person. I'm just throwing that one out there. That's that's not going to change. But, you know, I think it it's just like if someone came to me and was like, yo, my family used to have this line of thinking. I left their house. I feel terrible. I want to do right. I'd welcome that person with open arms because it's like, no, you realize what was going on was wrong. Like, that's that's good. I think I would be doing more of a disservice by pushing that person aside than actually letting them in. And that's just how I feel. You know, there are certain kind of things that are deal breakers for me, but I try to I try to be fair. I think fairness is such a subjective thing and such something that almost seems impossible to get but i try to do as best i can you know and i think if one person does that then it feeds off to other people doing the same thing so that's that's really it i I, i'm sorry for those who probably wanted you know angry cj where he's just like yelling you know blasting at the heavens given the hot take machine that i know i can be but i i'm honestly more sad than anything that this has happened or that it evolved into what it has more than anything. I'm, I'm honestly more s- sad than angry, honestly, more I think about it. It's disheartening. I, I can recall when you and I saw the premiere of Attack on Titan Season 3 at a convention, and we were, like, so hyped. You were so hyped. Yeah. You so enjoyed watching Attack on Titan to hear... It was because of Kenny. It's so, so painful for you now. It's, it was it was because of Kenny. It, I, I apologize on that part. But I do remember that too because I forget which convention. So it was either it was either like Momocon or AX since um, those are uh, the I'm pretty two. sure it was AX. It Probably. was definitely AX. <laughs> I would assume that too. But I'm just saying those are the only two I've been with Sketch, uh, been, that Sketch and I have been together with. And it's true because I love that arc with Kenny. It's so good. I love Kenny. I thought it was because, so, like, I always thought Levi was just unbeatable. And the fact that someone actually was, like, not only, like, his equal, but stronger. I was like, oh, snap. And the way that it was done in the episode, because I thought it was really well done in the manga, where all of a sudden you saw how Kenny ambushed Levi's, like, new squad. And, like, you had to wait till next month for the next chapter. And the way that, like, and I'm I'm a sucker for this type of device that, like, anime does where the credits are playing but it's not any outro music it's just the ep- they're trying to cram in every last bit of tension they can before they have to stop the episode and you just have this thing where levi is like bloody like in a mess he's freaking out like holy shit kenny 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 and then like he screams his name and kenny's just like yo i'm just kenny. i love it it was really good it has me hyped i had goosebumps i, I love that type Super it, it's the same thing with like you know ray zero endings right like i get goosebumps on those too because like they do the same type of thing i'm a sucker for Ooh. it so yeah it, it, Start it, cliffhangers and that that also plays with it too but like for me attack on titan really kind of hit the right kind of uh balance between like adrenaline junkie stuff and like a very very tense moments where nothing actually happens kind of thing so 
I, uh, I I greatly enjoyed the first episode of season three. I was super pumped. I was really excited, especially because like I knew about the arc, so I knew how like gory and just like fun it was going to be. And then to have this, I just I feel so betrayed more than anything. Uh, yeah, but yeah, no, it's just it's just how it is. It's just you know things like this happen, and I'm not saying necessarily like specifically like anti-Semitic, but it's just. You have, you know, people that you look up to or, you know, things that you look up to and they let you down. And it stinks because I used, I used to think that I was really kind of beyond that to where I'm like, hey, I got what I got. I can kind of be content with it. But I guess I was I was wrong because you add stuff like this and I'm just like, oh, no, you found an, the world found another way. Like, I don't have a sacred cow like black clover could is ending and i'm like yeah i'm sad about it but i got 170 episodes that's freaking awesome uh my hero academia is getting five seasons <laughs> that's freaking awesome i even if it ends right here whatever i'm good yeah, like, they'll both be back but you know what i'm saying like i can de- i can be okay with the fact that they'd be if there was no more anime of them i'd be like cool I got way more Black Clover than I thought, and we're getting a ton of my Man, head. I'm at the point where if they stop making anime, period, I'll be like, I'm good. <laughs> Maybe. You know, like, I'm, I'm fine with things just doing films. And I try not to, like, same thing with Toonami. If Toonami meets its ultimate end. No, I mean end, all anime. Like, yeah. Just no, just no more I, anime. Just, I totally there's understand. There's so many anime out there that I haven't seen. That, that I'm, uh, I'm pretty good with time. it. But, like... <laughs> Even with even with Toonami, Toonami ends tomorrow. I'd be like, "Hey, I'm sad about it, but it was a great second run. It was awesome. I, I'm happy." Like, man, if they make it to a decade, that is dang I, impressive. I try to live my life in a sense of, don't be sad that it's over. Be happy that it happened. And so that's mm. why I don't really like get discouraged when things end. And yet, Attack on Titan, I wish it did. <laughs> it's like, oh, you found a way. You found a way to get me to feel this way again, which I'm just like, thank you, world. I greatly appreciate it. So I'm just like, yay. Yay. So I can't wait this over. I can't believe I actually want something more over than it's Sword Art Online. I really can't believe we've reached this point. <laughs> I mean, winter 2022. I know. But like, I. I legit never like I just I hate the Toonami Discord of sort of sort on online. And I don't mean like Discord server, I just mean like the discourse of it. Uh-huh. I just I can't anymore. And like we have friends on the podcast that work on it. I just I I, I just hate what fans do with that show. I just I can't. I just literally can't. I never want to see Sword on Online on Toonami again. I really don't. I re- well, if they I, only make movies, you may get your wish. Please keep making movies. It's great money. To, look at what happened with Demon Slayer. Like, you want to copy them, right? Make they that just... money, Anaplex. Yeah. yeah, go make that Mugen trade money. My hope, my hope is that now that we're out of alicization, it's better from here. <laughs> that's what I want to hope, but I don't <laughs> have that much hope. I mean, that's what everyone I've heard says who don't like alicization. Now, I like Sword Art until alicization. So I'm hoping. <laughs> it's so funny. I only like it just because I've only like enjoyed it just because there's, you know, obviously people that we have good relationships with that I've worked on it. So I'm like, yeah, I want to be supportive of their work. But God, I just the fans ruin it. Hey, Sword Art Online. Alex Von oh, David's doing the, the dub for Neverland Season 2 got me like, well, I guess I should support this. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Watch it. Yeah. If anybody can 
polish that turd, it's Alex Von David. Oh boy, it's gonna be a big turd by the end. But uh, we're we're kind of going up. But yeah, that's just I just wanted to. I guess I just wanted, and I think some friends wanted me to too to just get this out, be a little cathartic, let it out, kind of thing. Mm. I probably should have screamed a little bit, but I just, I just can't. I really it's not can't. too late. I can't. I just. I can't. I'm. I'm just. Scream. I'm too. Just like, man. I'm just too. Just like, fuck you, man. That's just all I feel in my head, which is funny, but it's just like, uh, it's just whatever. So, yeah, you won't be hearing much of Attack on Titan from me, at least. <laughs> yes, I promise. Our next Attack on Titan conversation will be. Uh... Not so much of a bummer. <laughs> yeah, because at first we were thinking, oh, we can just have this together. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't know about that one, Chief. <laughs> I'm not, I'm <laughs> that's not sure. That's gonna be a real big that. That'll make the mood whiplash in a comic a kill seem subtle. Shots <laughs> 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 like fired. And like I said, uh, I hope that you guys have been enjoying, you know, our social media stuff with it because I think, you know, they've done a great job um yumiko's or yumiko's reviews have been amazing i mm. i've like they've gone progressively better with each one and i've been loving it and I, I it's funny i love it more so on the writing aspect than the actual like what it's about i just i've just i've really been enjoying uh watching yumiko grow you know with that it's been such a amazing thing and it's gonna be it's funny i joke oh i can't wait for attack on titan end but that means her reviews for at least that are ending so i'm like oh oh gonna have to find something well, else to do. <laughs> oh I, i'm sure that i'll have plenty other things to do once it's <laughs> over well but, i will um, say this the, uh-huh. <laughs> you can have a break a long one after all this <laughs> oh yes yeah, the rest of us need to pick up the slack <laughs> I'll pre- and I would appreciate that break whenever I have, but it's been fun. And, uh, well, it's kind of like a catch-22 when doing the reviews because it's like, you know, I am in that group of people. Like, I, I do enjoy Attack mm-hmm. on Titan with the action and the characters and stuff like that. But then, yes, whenever I'm sitting here doing the reviews, I am like, oh, man, <laughs> they said this or they did this and mm-hmm. ah should i put it in should i not say anything mm-hmm. because not gonna lie yeah this past my last review i did about you know um connie's village being gassed i mean i felt a way about that mm-hmm. and I was just like I should i say something i want to say mm-hmm. something and <laughs> it, it and i would have <laughs> loved you know, to about it yeah no and i'd love to like but I, I mean, I felt the way, so I know CJ like felt me and my messages that I was sent to him. Like, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, <laughs> Yumiko's been but... really good about that too. Like, I love the fact that we've had such a great dialogue about it, and I think it also helps me too, in a sense, to be able to articulate it, right? And not necessarily like, oh, this is just bad. It's just like, oh, this made me feel uncomfortable, and then like we get to talk about why. You know, I don't shy away from these types of things. Only because one, I think that makes me a bad person, and two, it educates. Because boy, I would love to be in a room with the author of Attack on Titan and just talk. You can have cameras, V Lord. You, you, I would not ask to be unsupervised. I would love to talk. 
and I just, would love to be a fly on the wall in that conversation. I want to like because I and Vealer and I have talked about this. You know, you know, Yumiko and I have talked about this. It's mm-hmm. it just really feels like a place of of uneducated. I don't, I'm not here to like say, oh, this is definitely, he hates Jewish people or, you know, he's anti-Korean or anti-China. I want to know where these types of things come from. I am very fascinated in that. And V-Lord feels that it, like, through his, you know, uh, research and from, you know, him reading manga and things like that, it seems like it's a place of uneducated more. And that's something that we always preach. We want to educate. We want to help on those types of things so people will understand the play. Because I'm sure there's listeners who are like, yo, I had no idea. You know what I mean? And like one of uh, our more regulars in our Discord uh, is German too. I certainly don't feel like they're bad just because they're, you know what I mean? Like I don't have that type of kind of cognitive dissonance when it comes to the topic of Germany. So like I actually have a lot of, I have a few uh, friends who are, from germany too and they're some of the nicest people i've ever met and it's um it's one of those types of things where i just want it i want people to be more educated on these types of things you know i'm pretty sure uh the guests and guest and co-host on this didn't know about the whole devil vernacular part you know like to me with how that is thrown so much i'm like yeah that's what a lot of nazis were saying about the jewish people so it's just like eh. so I, I like to I like to educate and let me tell you I couldn't ask for better students than what I have here at Toonami Faithful they've been a absolute blast makes me feel like I'm actually a teacher because usually I feel very poor at being able to teach anyone anything so I am very appreciative of everything and I'm, I'm glad and it's funny because we were debating on if we were going to continue the reviews but I just I couldn't let my feelings kind of detract what Yumiko was trying to do. And like, she's been working so freaking hard on stuff for this. She was featured on anime news network for her attack on Titan stuff. Like, why am I going to stop her from being able to do stuff like that? You know what I mean? Like, that's so unfair. That's so unfair. So, uh, I'm and glad- I was, and I really was willing to be like, oh, Hey, I, I will find something else. To write about and i really oh. was but she just like no no i, I could I'm like, no. well, okay yeah no but i was like willing to be like hey i get it i understand mm-hmm. i can so work on something else but yeah no I, I, like no we're gonna keep on pushing we're gonna do it i even like and to be fair too behind doors sketch and paul were like oh should we not even tweet about it <laughs> you know like they were willing to go the extra mile they really were all three of you and not to say that other members weren't uh, i'm just going by at least these two examples they were great they're absolutely great they took my feelings into consideration which i think is also the most important part of it when you think about it um but no i i couldn't i couldn't ask for a more understanding uh staff yeah yeah no hey, totally man, you, you put up with my fun writing how could i not be understanding back? <laughs> well it's just like this topic is so like relatable too like it you can just switch the anti-semitism to like any type of like anti-black anti-asian and just it's the mm-hmm. same thing it's just obviously mm-hmm. these examples oh, yeah. are more so with anti-semitism just because of what's been used you know yada yada but it's literally like anything that's you know yeah. one 
And as you know, in one of my reviews, I did put in there like, hey, you know, about being black, if mm-hmm. one, you know, hey, if one person quote unquote messes up, it's like we're all looked at at a certain mm-hmm. way, and it's and it's rough out here. So, like you said, hey, it can be you know attached to anything because I definitely feel it. And it's so funny how, and I think I can wrap it up nicely, where Attack on Titan has one of the best quotations I've ever seen in the property, which is even more troubling, where you have Erwin saying, humanity will never stop fighting with itself until it's just one person left. Ain't that a shit? Ain't that the shit? <laughs> it's so true. That Erwin was a wise fella. Yep. Yes, he was. Now, he was. he is my absolute favorite character. <laughs> That's good. Erwin. He's so great. You, you know you know how to pick a very good looking uh, anime husband right there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah no. <laughs> but that's isn't it funny how a property that I feel has a very very poor anti-Semitic type of ambiguity comes with a great quotation that pretty much nails that type of thinking to a T. It's just the level of just I want to scream of how like god damn how did we get here it's just unfathomable how how did we sketch how did we get here i don't know man who drew who drove i need to have a talk with their gps <laughs> the gps is broken man <laughs> got a gps <laughs> that's that's what it feels that's what we get for trust in machines well that, that that'll do it for this week of the podcast let me do the house cleaning you can email us at podcast at tunamifaithful.com. You can follow us on facebook.com backslash podcast and on Twitter at podcast. You can listen to the podcast on just about everything, including iTunes, Google Music, and Spotify. You can find every episode of the podcast to stream online at soundcloud.com backslash podcast. You can get the latest news by following at Toonami News on Twitter and read the news, views, and reviews on ToonamiPaypal.com, such as Yumiko's Attack on Titan reviews. Read all of them. They are very good. Yes, read them. <laughs> and then read them again. I was gonna say, like, don't just read just don't just read them once. Like, Yumiko puts a lot of work. Like she really does. Like I can at least say legitimately, you can you can like watch my stuff like once or read my stuff once. Like I don't care. It's fine. My stuff sucks anyway. Read her stuff. She puts so much dedication and hard work into it. Please like share it. Like read it. Do everything else. Like do you have no idea how much like I want to say like anime Twitter respects Yumiko's uh, perspective when it comes to Attack on Titan. It's it's one of the best up there. So by all means like. By all means. Wow. <laughs> we are blessed to have Very, you. very blessed. You have no idea. Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, it's not like you'd want to watch CJ's documentary more than once. <laughs> I mean, Who's it's got pretty that good kind on of rewatch. time? <laughs> it's long, though. Yeah. It's, worth it's a it. good one. It's a hell of a good one. But what you do want to see are the extended interviews, and the only way you can do it is by getting the Toonami Faithful Pass at patreon.com backslash Toonami Faithful. Now, is that for a sales pitch? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yumiko, tell them where they can find you. All right. You can follow me on Twitter at blue underscore temptation. All right. 
Laser Kid, where can they find you? You can find me on at uh, Laser Kid Prime on Twitter. You can also find me and V Lord and several other fun people on the Dumb Weebs podcast. Yes, we've had many Dumb Weebs podcast crossovers with Tsunami Faithful lately, and there will be more. We need to get J Mac to invade. He's the last one. Ooh, I would he love that. J Mac J Mac offers such wonderful commentary on stuff. I love hearing his POV on stuff, especially when I. Uh, joined on a few Demon Slayer podcast episodes. I I absolutely enjoy because like we have such conflicting like arguments that I just I love that I love that so much. Mm. Yeah, it brings a really nice perspective to everything. Just listen to him talk about ReZero and dominate the whole podcast. <laughs> God, that surprised me. <laughs> me too. V Lord, where are the many places that they can find you? Oh yes, the many places. Well, first off, there is Twitter at VLORGTZ, and then I write for all-comic.com, various manga reviews, and then also, of course, for Tsunami Faithful. So check out my stuff on both of those. And then I do a bunch of podcasts for some reason, the biggest of which is the Demon Slayer podcast on Twitter at Podcast. But there's also the Dumb Weebs podcast, like Laser mentioned, on Twitter at Dumb Weebs Pod. Uh, my Shaman King podcast, Oversoul Shaman King podcast, at Shaman King Pod. And my newest baby, which I do with our fellow writers, Marion and Sakaki, Saturday Night Shoggy, which is on Twitter at Sat Night Shoggy. And I highly recommend checking out that one, because our most recent episode is very good. It's about Call of the Night by the creator of Dagashikashi, and we were lucky enough to bring on the letterer for the Viz release. So we got some nice industry perspective there. So highly recommend to listen. Very cool. And CJ, where can they find you? Uh, Trying to get shiny Pokemon on on Switch right now. V-Lord knows. I'm trying to get a shiny Shuckle, man. I love that blue shell. Oh, a shiny Shuckle. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But you can find me on Twitter at CJMaphras. Um, I don't think I'm going to be streaming, but I do have a Twitch that has that same name, but like, I just, I don't have the energy for it. Uh, I do play a lot of Genshin, you know, along with my girls, Frontline Gotcha, so you can add me there if you're interested and i've been more involved with the social media so you can also find me at tanami news because i'm helping out with that a little a little too much i kind of can't wait to not but um it's uh it's been an interesting ride i'll i'll put it that way um but you can find me there and you know i write for tanami faithful i've been guest hosting a little more on tfp and I think that's it. I mean, Sketch already plugged the Toonami documentary, so I don't have to this time. Um, but uh, definitely, definitely check that out if you haven't already. Um, it's so funny. I recently saw it again. I'm just like, man, this sucks. I just could have done such a better job. But it, I think that just comes with oh, as you. Hush. Well, I just think that comes with as you grow and you like, oh, I could have done this effect. Oh, I could have added that, you know. So um, who knows? Maybe there will be a part two. On that, oh god, you're just a perfectionist. Oh god, if there is a part two, I'm going to just like I'm having Jen work on it with me the entire time. <laughs> this is what you've done. I think the real you solution is just make it responsibility, Jen Lossy. You have to take responsibility. <laughs> no, V Lord. 
No, Vila. We we have to make it longer. It's a Snyder cut, right? Why do you want to suffer? Because <laughs> that's the only reason we're on this planet, just to See, suffer. He can At drag all of us into it, so we all suffer together. <laughs> Ooh. I think Ooh. he's going to do most of it, though. Probably. 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 Uh, and Sketch, where could our listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter at Sketch1984. And I'll probably be on an upcoming episode of uh, uh, Surreal Resolutions Podcast ONA for their next uh, big anime season discussion where they talk about all the current running anime for uh, talk about like the first couple of episodes of some of them. Um, all of them, actually. But yeah, that's usually a very long conversation. And Duelist will probably be on that, too. So, yeah. And Duelist Good. makes everything better. Yeah, and you can check out his YouTube for his uh, Tsunami videos. Duelist G on YouTube. And uh, you can also bother our uh, fellow host, Paul Pascrillo, at Paul Pascrillo on Twitter. Bother him. Do it. <laughs> Tell him to Google things. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, this rule. There's this uh, rule that so we, we just have this rule on the internet that if it is something you can Google, Google it. Don't ask somebody. <laughs> that search bar is so far away. The Lord, so we talked about this. Away. It is. <laughs> time to sus. It is time so to sus. thank you for listening to the podcast each and every time we put one out and. Uh, we, we hope you enjoyed the conversation. But until next time, we're punching out.